Well, amen, I've been practicing on the spoons. I'm going to get to play with them next time, amen. Yeah. Amen. Take your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, if you would please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. Luke chapter 10. Uh, we had a mass exodus, I guess, on this Sunday. We got folks scattered everywhere, amen. But we're glad you're here this morning. Luke chapter 10, we'll begin reading verse 17, says, And, and the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and, on, and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. We can just say amen, hallelujah right there all day long. Amen. That is our text verse, verse 20. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, Rejoice in a Written Name. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. We praise your holy name, Lord, for your goodness to us. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings and kindness to us, Lord. In many ways we have failed you, but, Lord, you still love us and you still care for us. Now, Lord, I pray that you would just be with us during this service. Lord, for anybody here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, Lord, I pray that today might be that day that they would receive you as their Lord and Savior. Now, Father, I pray that you'd be with others. Lord, we've got several that are sick and others scattered here and there, different events. Lord, I pray that you'd watch over them and meet the needs that they have. Lord, keep us close to you. Lord, we pray for Israel. We pray that you keep your hand upon Israel. And Lord, I pray that you protect Israel. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Be with this nation. May we turn our hearts back to you. Lord, do a great work, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. The Lord had given special power, you might say, to those disciples that went out from him to preach the gospel. If you look back at verse 1 there in, in Luke chapter 10, it says, And after these things the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two, uh, sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs before or among wolves. They came back. They went and they had traveled through the land, you might say, and they had had seen that the even and the devils had, uh, were subject unto the name of Jesus and they were able to cast out the demons and they were able to do great miracles and great things and, and seen a lot of things happen and how that God protected them. And, and boy, they come back all excited. Man, they come back stirred up and they come back, boy, just uh, uh, rejoicing and praising God. But the Lord stops them right there in their tracks and uh, while they're doing their high fives and enjoying uh, all their report about how all the things that they was able to accomplish and see uh, how that the, the devils and all was subject unto them. And he sets them straight. He sets them straight for which they should be really rejoicing. He says, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Your names are written in heaven. See, well, preacher, is that important? Yes, it's very important. There, there are many things, actually, if you go through the Scripture, you find many things that the Bible talks about and has written down, that God has written down, that we should be rejoicing over. 
uh, you, you begin to think about as a Christian, we should be rejoicing, a rejoicing people in the difficulty, even in the difficulties of life, no matter what comes our way. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now in this world. I mean, it's, it's, in a lot of ways, it's very bleak, it's very dark. Uh, you know, they've got the, they got the Iraq, or not Iraq, but the, uh, the Russian and, and Ukraine war going on, and we're supporting that, and we're getting all kinds of flack from that. We've got tensions building between us and China. Now we've got the Middle East uh, uh, battle between Hamas and Israel, and Iran's wanting to stick their nose into it, and, and Lebanon and different ones like that. And we've sent uh, strike forces over to uh, 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 major strike force ships over in that area, and and uh, we, we've been shooting down different uh, types of uh, uh, missiles and things that they've been firing at Israel and even now even at our ships and stuff. And boy, tensions are raging. And then we look at our political seat and we got, you know, they can't even choose a, a, uh, a speaker of the house. Uh, there's so much turmoil going on and, and problems in and uh, in Congress, we got problems in the White. Well, don't, don't get me started. We got problems in the White House, and uh, we got difficulties uh, in the economic system. We got difficulties in, in in everything going on around us, and we see the problems happening uh, uh, in 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 people's lives. We see people who are struggling. We see people with the finances and stuff, and on goes the list. And and people that are sick, people are facing cancer, people are facing all kinds of things, and it's hard for people to say. I, boy, I can rejoice. But can I tell you something? We should rejoice. We should rejoice. We should rejoice. You see, the attitude and the outlook of a Christian is important to our testimony for Christ. Let me say that again. The attitude and the outlook of the Christian is important to our testimony for Christ. Too many times uh, this world, they're looking for someone that has the answers. They're looking for someone that knows what's the right direction to go. But if you look at a lot of Christians and they're, they're down, they're discouraged, and they're, they're defeated, and you don't see any rejoicing in their, in their lives, and, and they don't seem to be convinced about what they say that they've put their faith and trust in. You know, so many times uh, you look at, at Christians, they go up and, oh, I'd like to invite you to come to church and be just like me. Uh, man, I tell you what, things are bad. I don't know what, but you might as well come be just like me. Man, that, who wants that? And the Bible talks about the fact that there's so many things that you and I can rejoice in Yes, there may be problems. Yes, there may be struggles. Yes, there may be difficulties. But we can still rejoice. There's things. We have an eternal hope. We have an eternal home in heaven. Uh, a loving and caring Lord and Savior. The psalmist said in Psalm 31 verse 1, he says, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. He says the upright should be praising God. The upright should be rejoicing in the Lord. The upright should be magnifying the Lord, even in difficult times. Psalms 118.24 says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Preacher, I just don't have anything to rejoice about. Are you breathing? Are you breathing? You got something to rejoice about. 
Preacher, I, I know I'm breathing and everything, but I, you know, you just don't know the problems I, that I've got. Let me take you and walk you down the hospital. Let me take you over to the, to the burn ward. Let me take you over to ICU. Where all you hear is the beep, 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 and sometimes beep. Well, preacher, I, I, you know, my, 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 my uh, you know, I got this problem and that problem going on. At least you're able to have a problem. Well, preacher, how are we going to solve it? Time solves everything. One way or another. Time solves everything. We need to learn to rejoice. It may not be the way we want to see it solved, but God says, listen, you need to rejoice. Rejoice. And Philippians 4, 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I, as I was thinking about what to preach this week and, and everything, I, I thought, you know, one of the good thing, one of the things that, that I think Christians need right now in, in all that's going on, and, there, and listen, there's a lot of struggles. There's a lot of difficulties. I'm not, I'm not making light of it. There is. But the Lord knows about it. The Lord knows about it. Preacher, you know how my heart is broken. No, but the Lord does. Preacher, you don't know how I'm struggling. No, but the Lord does. And he said to rejoice always. Always rejoice. Rejoice because your, your sins are forgiven. Boy, think about that for a minute. Only one person can forgive sin, and that's God. And he said, rejoice. In Romans 4, 7, he says, Say, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Boy, that's something to rejoice over. 1 John 2, 12 says, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven, you're for, you are forgiven you for his name's sake. Say, what are you saying, preacher? Saved, secure, and, 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 and on my way to heaven, amen? We can rejoice because our treasure is laid up in heaven and it's safe. You can look at the stock market. And you can let it regulate your joy. And my friend, you're going to be like a roller coaster. You can look at your bank account and say, boy, that looks pretty good. Wait, hang on. Wait till you got to put a new roof on that house. Wait till, wait till uh, that, 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 that vehicle has to be replaced. And you get that wham on that bank account. Wait till, wait, wait till uh, 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 the tax, tax time rolls. That's coming. Wait till tax time rolls around and it gets hit. You know what, though? You can rejoice because your treasures are laid up in heaven if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You can rejoice because that's a place where moth and rust can't get to it. Thieves can't get in and break through and steal. In fact, there in Matthew 6, 20 says, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven uh, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Boy, we have something to rejoice about. Something that, that, uh, that, that the IRS can't even touch. Amen? Amen? It's in heaven. 
and nobody can erase it. We can rejoice in troubles. We can rejoice in the trials because we're not alone. You see, the Lord is with us every step of the way and will lead us through. When you stop and think about Lou and I was talking on the phone this week. And we was talking about some of the troubles and things that a lot of people face sometimes. And, and she made a statement. You know, she lost her husband and stuff like that. And she said, you know, I don't know how people go through it without Christ. I don't either. I don't know how people can face what's going on in the world today and keep their sanity without Jesus Christ. Boy, it's good to know when I go through the troubles, when I go through the trials, when I go through the difficulties, when I go through the, the, the problems of life, that the Lord's there and He's with me every step of the way. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. When you feel like you're alone, you're not. Boy, we can rejoice in the, the fact that we have Jesus Christ in our hearts and lives and He's with us all the time. Rejoicing that we're never alone. And it's not just, some, just somebody being with us. It's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The almighty God, the all-sovereign God, the all-powerful God, the all-knowing God, the omniscient, omnipresent God of the, of the universe is with us day in and day out. If you know him as your Savior, man, that's something to rejoice about that he's right there with you. Amen. Boy, don't you just love calling someplace? You got to find out something. You call and say, you're... Please hold your number 35 in the, in the holding line and in the quarry and everything and wait. And then they put on this music that you wouldn't want anybody to listen to. And you're sitting there and all of a sudden this, this little voice comes on. You are now number 34. Been 10 minutes. Come on. We're sorry, but we skipped over you. You're now 48. <laughs> Please hang up and call again, try again later. But boy, it sure is good to know I'm never in holding when I call on God. It's good to know that when I call on the Lord, He's there and He hears. It's good to know that you're never put on the back burner, that God doesn't say, call back later. He doesn't say, hey, listen, I lost your phone number. I can't hear you right now. I got something going on right now, and I'm too busy to talk to you. My friend, He's always there. He said, I'll always be there for you. We can rejoice. We can rejoice in the fact that God is there at all times for us. Doesn't matter what the problem, doesn't matter what the trial is. Even in the, in the you know, boy, you begin to look at what the, John, you begin to look at what the Bible says we're supposed to rejoice over. And he says, you know, rejoice over those trials. And, and when somebody abuses you and, and, and treats you wrong, he said, you know, rejoice over it. Uh, uh, bless them. I'd like to bless some of them. Amen. <laughs> But that's not what he's talking about. We're to rejoice even in the persecutions and the difficulties and the struggles. Why? Because you're making the devil mad, amen? And the devil doesn't like it and he's going to come for you. He's going to try to knock you down if you're living for God. Hey, rejoice when you got some opposition out there. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in him. Sometimes here we sit on Sunday mornings. There's no shout in our soul. There's no praise God. There's no glory hallelujah. There's no amen. When you're saved, hey, listen, you should be rejoicing. 
We come in and we sit down and we throw our bottom lip over the, the pew in front of us and we mourn and then and we get all upset and oh my friend we hey listen we ought to rejoice in the Lord rejoice there's so much to rejoice about and I could go on through and keep on going but I want us to look at our text this morning God's given us a heavenly written reason let me say again God's given us a heavenly written reason to rejoice look at it again there Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you. But look what he says. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Written in heaven. The day of the Lord's returns near. Boy, we've been talking about that on Wednesday night. If you've missed the study, it's been a Bible study. And it really is what's been. And we've went for weeks on this thing. And when we did the study, Bible study on what's happening and what's coming. And man, I tell you what, when you begin to look at it, I praise God that I can rejoice because he's there for me. And I know I'm going to be in his presence. But the day of the Lord's return is near. And besides that, any one of us could pass away. And we need to know for sure that our name is written down. We need to know for sure that we're going to heaven when we die. You're sitting here this morning. We're living the last days. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Savior, your only hope is to receive Him as your Lord and Savior. Putting your faith and trust in the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Somebody had to die for sin. Jesus did. He died for your sin. He died for my sin. Uh, but God commands His love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died in our place. He died in our place. And oh, how we ought to thank the Lord for that, Christian. Too many times we neglect that and we forget what God's done. We need to be rejoicing in what Jesus Christ did for us. The wages of sin is death, the Bible says. That's being separated from God for eternity in a lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever. Never being able to get out of there again. But that verse didn't stop there. It said, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We can have hope. We can rejoice. Because our name's been written down in heaven. I was looking at a few things to read a little bit. You know, I asked Hunter and Janine, I said, do you know what uh, the S stands for in Harry S. Truman? You know, we all got these middle names and all that sort of stuff and middle initials. Does anybody know what the S stands for besides Janine? And it doesn't stand for anything. His grandfather was named Sipe, I think, or something like that. And the other one was Solomon. And to keep a battle from going on between the two grandpas, they just put an S in there. Harry S. Truman. I read about another man that, and this is true, and they named him R.B. Jones. R.B. Jones. You say, well, what did the R stand for? R. What did the B stand for? B. It was just R.B. Jones. So when he went into the army to make sure, because he's always having trouble with that, because everybody want to know, well, what's the R stand for? What do we call you? He said, call me R.B. Well, well, what's the R stand for? R. What's the B stand for? B. R.B. Jones. So when he went into the military, he put R, and he put in parentheses only B, in parentheses only Jones. So how did papers come out? Roly, Boley, Jones. <laughs> Roly, Boley, Jones. And that's how he was discharged when he got out of the army. Ronely, Bonely, Jones. I'm glad God doesn't make that mistake, amen? 
Do you realize that God knows who you are? And he doesn't have to say, well, uh, Marcus Stensis. I don't think I've ever heard that name before. How do you spell it? No, he knows. You say, preacher, what if you got a John Smith and another John Smith and another John Smith and another John? God's got it separated out. He knows which John Smith, amen? And it's written down in heaven. He says, rejoice because your name is written down in heaven. Why? How? Because you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. He said, "Woo! you need to get excited about being saved because your name's been written down in heaven. Rejoice. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Your name's been written down and there's a reason to rejoice this morning. Oh, yeah, there's problems in the world. Oh, yeah, you got problems in your life. But rejoice because your name's been written down in heaven this morning. Revelations, you say, well, preacher, is it that big of a deal? Oh, but you understand. You need to understand. You better stop this morning. You better think about the truth that's behind that blessing of that home in heaven if your name's been written down. You better stop and think about it for a minute. Over in Revelation chapter 21, verse 27, he says, There shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. You say, what, what, what are you saying, preacher? No one, you hear me? No one can enter except their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. It's been written down in heaven. You cannot enter heaven without that happening. And the only way that's going to happen is when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Several years ago, I read about this a few years ago, and I looked for it again. I couldn't find it, so I can't remember the name. There was a, uh, a professional singer, and she was uh, asked to and paid, asked and paid to sing at this high-profile wedding. I mean, we're talking extravagant. We're talking uh, high-profile people being there. We're talking about people uh, 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 of renown that were at this. And, and, of course, then she got this, this, uh, this card in the mail that says, please, you know, uh, if you're going to be at the reception, RSVP, you know, da, 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 by such and such day. Well, she, she came and she sang and, and oh, the, the wedding was beautiful and everything went good and everybody clapped for her. Thought, man, she'd done an excellent job at the wedding singing. It was just amazing what she did and everything. And, and then they had the reception and, and so she drove over to the reception hall and, and she walked up to the door and there was a, a man standing there with a, with a list and, and she walks up and he says, your name please? And she gave her name and he looks, turns the page and he looks turns the page and he looks turns the page and he looks and he says ma'am you are, are, your name is not on the list I cannot let you in she said but I, it's got to be there I sang at her wedding I just finished at her wedding look again he looks again looks again he said ma'am you cannot go in your name is not on the reception list she said, but you don't understand. I was, they invited me to come and sing, and I sang. He said, ma'am, I've got one job, 
And that is to only let people in whose name is on the list. Can I tell you something? Only those whose name are written down in heaven will enter heaven. It doesn't matter what your excuse is. You've all been invited. We've all been invited. We, you may sit in a church. You may have even been through a baptistry. You might have even prayed a little prayer, but it didn't come from the heart. You, you may have been a good person, but my friend, until you've accepted Jesus Christ with your heart, your name's not written down, and you'll not enter unless your name's written down. But boy, if your name's written down, whoo, man, what a reception. Oh, what a glorious time. We get to heaven and be with the Lord. No one can enter in except the names written down. Has your name been written down in, in heaven? It's only if you've received Christ your Savior. A songwriter wrote also, said, I was once a sinner, but I came, pardoned to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And a white-robed angel sing the story. Oh, a sinner has come home. For there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. My sin's forgiven. I'm bound for heaven, never more to roam. Is your name written down this morning? We find throughout the scriptures the handwritings of God. Besides the word of God, the handwritings of God. You'll find over in Exodus, you find that Moses was called up onto, onto the mountain and, and he took a, 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 a stone tab, tables up there and, and God with his own finger uh, gave him the Ten Commandments and, and wrote out those commandments on that, those stones and he went down before the people and they had, had rebelled against God and was worshiping a golden calf and he took them and, and he broke that, that, those, that tablet of, uh, uh, that God had written with his finger upon him and, 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 and God was was displeased with the people. After they repented, God called Moses back up and said, bring again the, the tablet. And, and he began to, to write again. And he wrote with his finger the word of God, the commandments. Jump on over to the book of Daniel. You find that Nebuchadnezzar is gone, but his son Belshazzar is sitting there in the throne room and they're drinking themselves into oblivion and then partying and, 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 and acting wickedly like many people do, even in our day. And he calls, he says, bring in the, 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 the golden vessels from that temple down there in Jerusalem that we got and bring them in here out of that temple of God and let's drink some wine and let's drink some, all this out of that and let's have a good party. They brought in those golden vessels that had been dedicated unto the God of heaven into that room. And they began to pour that wine and they, they began to drink out of those vessels of God. And the hand appeared on the wall. Meany, meany, tickle, verisome. He said, basically, you've been weighed in the balances and found wanting. He said, what does that mean, preacher? Buddy, 
it's over for you. I'll just give you some Missouri language. Buddy, it's over for you. And that night, his kingdom fell and he was killed. But the handwriting of God, let's fast forward past some others and let's run up here into, into, into the New Testament. Let's find there as, as Jesus, uh, he, he, he kneels down or some people come and, and they bring a woman taken in adultery and in the very act, the Bible says, and, and they bring her and they push her in, out in front of him and they begin to talk about how that she had, 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 had was caught in the very act of adultery. Do you know what I'm saying? Bring the man. Hmm. Looks like a setup to me. Brought her up there and pushed her up there. They said, Moses said that she ought to be stoned. Jesus kneels down with that hand of God begins to write in that sand. He looks up, some of them's left. Some believe that what he was writing was the sins of those standing around and they've seen it written on the ground. He goes back to writing. The rest of them leave. And he looks up at the woman. He says, where is thine accusers? She says, there is none, Master. I believe at the end of that writing of those last ones as they left, he probably took his finger and drew a line under it. He said, where do you find this in the Bible? It's, it's not there. I'm just, you know. I can imagine. Draws a line under it. And in big letters he writes, Grace. Forgiven. He says, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. The hand of God writing. Writing things down that this world might know and they might see, writing before mankind. We find in the book of Revelation that there's books, that those books are written in concerning people's lives. Revelation chapter excuse me, Revelation chapter 20 and verse 12, he says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. No, it says books. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and, the, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. In these books, there's a recorded name. There's a recorded name. In these books, there is a remembrance that's written down. In these books, there is a reckoning time that's been assigned. 
Romans chapter 14, verse 11 says, As it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to unto me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself. There's that reckoning day. And so whosoever uh, and, and that we find in, in Revelation uh, uh, 20 and verse 15, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. But those whose name was written down in the Lamb's book of life should be rejoicing from the housetops. Glorifying God this morning. Glorifying the Lord for His wonderful love and salvation. You see, the Lord will remember us because He has written us down. Most of us, or a lot of us, I don't do this as much as I should do this. Got to go to the store. Take you a piece of paper. Any bread, juice, bacon. Got to have bacon. Uh, crackers, sweet tea. You just make out the list. Because if you don't, you get there, you forget. And then I'm on my phone. What was all that that you said get? I told you to write it down. Or, or I'll get halfway there and the phone rings. You left the list that I made for you. I remember what it is. And I go over it with her. She said, okay. I get to the store and I'm loading this stuff up. Oh, she didn't have this wrote down, but boy, it looks good. <laughs> that don't look too bad either. We'll put some of that in there. Wasn't on her list, but you know, I know she really wanted me to get that. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, I know there was something else. So you pull the phone out. I was just checking. I'm not sure whether you wanted all this stuff. Would you go over that list again with me? You forgot, didn't you? Would you just tell me what you wanted on the list? <laughs> There's a book of remembrance. If you're saved, your name's been written down in a book of remembrance. Oh, how we ought to rejoice this morning. Yes, I understand there's difficulties. Yes, I understand there's problems. Yes, I understand that, that there's, there's things about us that we don't like and that it's causing our hearts to break. But the Lord says to rejoice because your name is written down in heaven. Oh, how we need to rejoice at all times. Again, the psalmist in Psalms 118.24 says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. Uh, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Why, preacher? Why? Rejoice because of who has written it down. It's Jesus Christ that wrote your name down. It wasn't just some scribe over here. It was Jesus Christ who wrote your name down. It was God himself. Rejoice because of... The one uh, that no one can erase that from the books of heaven. Uh, rejoice because of why it's written down because of what Jesus Christ did at Calvary for you and me. Rejoice because of what it means to have it written down. That you have a home in heaven. Doesn't matter how bad things get here. Doesn't matter what problems go on. Hey, listen, you have a home in heaven. It should be a rejoicing time in the Christian's life. Amen. Let me say again. The life of a Christian 
is being watched by this world. Our attitude and our outlook makes a difference in our testimony for Christ. When you can face the problems of life, when you can face the problems of the world, and you can still rejoice, the world says, I need what you've got. And my friend, they're exactly right. But how well do we let them see it? How well do we let them see it? Rejoice because your name is written down in heaven. And my friend this morning, if you don't know that if you was to die today that you'd go to heaven, you need to come this morning and you need to get that settled before it's too late. And then you too can rejoice because your name will be written down in heaven then when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Christian, you may be down. You may be discouraged. You may be going through difficult times and struggles and you're having a hard time rejoicing. You know what? Just tell the Lord that and begin to count the blessings. Begin to look unto the Lord. Begin to think about that home in heaven. Begin to think what that Lord said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Begin to think that uh, about all that He has blessed you with and what He will do and what He has done and what He's going to do. And rejoice in the Lord. Let's bow. Father, I thank you for loving us. Lord, just felt like need to do a little different today to remind us of the need of rejoicing in the Lord. That this world might see people who are sold out, who really believe what they say they believe, and they're willing to rejoice even in difficult times. Have your will and way, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with your heads bowed, your eyes closed, no one looking?